Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tellus. Back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on October 3rd, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life. And the procedure, the process, is its own reward. Again, the most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life. And the procedure, the process, is its own reward. And that's by Amelia Earhart. So this goes back to my, my personal motto, and that's why I, I decided to use this quote for this episode. Pitka, persistence, tenacity, continuous action. The hardest thing is the decision, not even the decision to act, the, the, the process of acting. That's the hardest thing. Again, let's, let's go back to something that you routinely do, and it's hard, but it's, your body is in auto mode. You have to do it without even thinking. Think of all the things you do on a daily basis that are automatic that we we don't you know it's, it's, the people who have kids may, maybe like little kids like right now like babies infants this is going to resonate with you because you're in the process of potty training you're in the process of, of teaching your kids to walk to talk to eat with a spoon all these things that we forget about that we we never even think about my daughters teaching them how to ride a bike now it's like they don't even remember the crying and, and thinking they'll never do it saying they'll never do it you know I, I you know i'm like I, I remember i remember like being frustrated like you see other kids riding a bike so how you figure you would never ride a bike now they look back on it and laugh and and, and luckily luckily enough kids are you know kids they don't they don't harbor on this stuff it's when we become adults that we harbor on things thinking we can't do anything even though we see somebody else doing it the process of just getting started that's that's going to be the th- biggest thing because you're going to quickly learn you're going to quickly learn once you started once you start getting results even even before you start to get results once you start to see progress you're going to either love it or hate it and Hopefully, one or two things are going to happen. One or two things are going to happen. You're going to learn to get better at it, or you're going to say, okay, I did that, it did work, but now I got momentum. Let me try something else. That's the thing. That's the thing. Waking up on cold mornings, cold mornings going down to that basement to work out. The hardest thing is getting up out of bed and getting down into the basement. The workout ain't shit. The workout's nothing. It's the, the, the hardest part was <laughs> breaking out of their sleep and getting from under those warm covers 
and getting up, that's the hardest part. You can say that's the hardest part of every day, getting up. Once you get up, man, you might as well make some shit happen. Otherwise, stay in the bed. Stay in the bed. You know, just stay in the bed. And another thing that I keep hearing on a lot of these, um, quote, like, self-made people who, who talk a lot of shit about people that have jobs and try to make people feel bad for having jobs. Only in America, only in this great country of ours, that you can make people feel bad about having a job. Now, let me let me get something straight. Now, you, you've heard me talk shit about sitting in the cubicle in all, you know, shitty jobs. I've had plenty of shitty jobs. I have a, I, I've had plenty of them. But every job I've had, from from well, like let's go back before the military like a lot of times i talk from the time i entered and left the military but i had prop before i came into the military let me count how many jobs i had not even not in i'm talking about w2 paid over the table job not paid under the table job i'm not gonna even count those i'm talking about paid over the table jobs um I worked at a, I worked at two grocery stores. One, I was a courtesy clerk. Today, that's that's what they call them today. Back then, they were called a bag boy. Uh, I worked at another grocery store. I was a cart boy. That's that's all. I could you could we could, it was three of us. Me and three other band two other band members had had jobs working at this grocery store, and we pushed carts. That was our job. That's all we did. We collected carts and pushed them. Nobody else in that, like now you see, actually I think uh, I think Walmart still does it like that. But in other grocery stores, they, I think they rotate who, who, who go and collect carts. This, this was before the, the automatic cart pusher thing. You know, this is before that. You, this is before even like having a strap to where you can pull a car. We, we went out there and just loaded up carts and we made a train and we pushed carts, all right? I had a data entry drop at a um, at a Head Start. This is when they were first. This is like in had to be 80s, 89 or something like that. Maybe 90. This this when 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 these companies first started going paperless, but they needed somebody to put all their records into the computer. So I started doing data entry. Um, I worked at an egg factory. An egg factory. You know those eggs you buy in the grocery store. They don't come all pretty and white. <laughs> they don't come all pretty and, and, and not smelling like ass like that. If anybody out there has ever picked egg, got eggs out of the chicken, you know how horrible eggs smell. And, and, and I did that. I did. I picked eggs. I, I got usually for my grandma for breakfast. I would go out and get the eggs. But yeah, I worked at an egg factory. I worked at a lumber yard. I worked at a steel mill. I worked on on college campus as a uh, cable puller. Yeah, man, these are just the ones I remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, so I, I that was, and, oh, and then I was a cook. That was probably my most favorite job. I was a cook, and and um, that was before entering the military. And mind you, I entered. I turned twenty one in the like. I entered the military when I was nineteen, turning twenty. So that's so out of high so 
all those jobs are between um, between high school and me into entering the military. And all the ones paid under the table, that was before high school. That was like, you know, mowing lawns, selling, selling cookies, selling candy, you know, stuff like that, doing odd jobs and um, uh, painting houses, paint, uh, doing, doing like little ghetto renovations for people who didn't want to hire a crew. So I've, I've had jobs continuously. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a stranger to, to getting dirty. Let's put it like that. You know what I mean? So, but only in America can someone make, make that somebody that does that seem like they are nobody like in this country if you're not like sitting on your ass or creating some app or some technology you ain't shit mind you these same people use these people you know yeah these services i don't begrudge any any job if that's what you want to do that's the thing my thing is sitting in a job that you hate that you don't like and complaining about it that's that's always been my thing if you got a job i don't care what it pays if you like it it works for you more power to you i'm talking about the people that complain about aspects of their life that they don't like and they don't think they can change it and they never do they never take any action to change it that's that's always been my philosophy now, if you take a temporary job, like now, like I got a burner, what, what I call, I call these jobs burner, burner jobs. Like these jobs where you don't even sign up, you you know, you don't sign up for any of their benefits because you know you're not going to be there. You you have your own benefit. You you pay, you got insurance from somewhere else. You got, you got retirement pensions and stuff from somewhere else. You don't, you don't get involved in their 401k. It's, it's a burner job. You're not going to burn any bridges by leaving because... It's not a it's not a job that is career oriented. It's not a job they don't give a fuck if you stay there ten days or two years. The the the, the ladder from that job is is meek. You know what I mean? So any entrepreneur out there, any person that's doing their own hustle, if you get to a point to where you need like some extra, I'm I'm one thing I am opposed to, and I'm, I'm gonna get back to my point, is borrowing money like borrowing and begging for money. I'm totally opposed to that. And that's why I believe in the burner job. <laughs> because you you get you get a few more things than just getting a paycheck from a burner job. You if you find one at least in the industry that you like, you're going to learn something from it. If you're smart, you're going to take some every little shit job I've had, I've took I've taken some sort of learning lesson from it. I've taken something from it. And, and that's the whole, that's the thing. You, you got to you use these things to their advantage. Listen to these stories of, of people who don't have to take burner jobs anymore. They all had burner jobs. A lot of, unless they were in, you know, unless they, their parents were rich and their parents like, you know, left them a little nest egg or gave them money. I don't even, I don't even, um, like when I, when I, like when I look at stories like that, when I read stories like that, I automatically tune out because that's not my progression. You know what I mean? Like it's hard for me to listen to those stories because I'm trying to listen. When I'm listening to nonfiction, when I'm listening to audiobooks and biography, I'm, I'm trying to look at 
find a key answer to something that I'm struggling with of somebody who sort of walked in my footsteps. You know what I mean? Like who've already, who, who've already been where I've been. You know, and I'm trying to like, okay, how did they do it? That's what I'm looking for. No, that's what I'm looking for. Um, this person, I'm, I get, like driving, man, uh, I swear to God. Now, this person, they pass on the shoulder, right? And now they get in front, they get stuck, and now they want people to let them in. No. <laughs> anyway, all right, back to it, back to it. I got sidetracked. Um, but what, what, what brought this whole conversation to mind about, um, you know, about like only in America where people can make somebody like, like begrudge somebody that has a job is I, I keep hearing it. I keep hearing it on, on, on a lot of podcasts and this, it kind of turns me off, um, because it's like, it's like, What's the point of that? You can have some, you know, supposedly millionaire t- talking shit about somebody that work at Burger King, and then 20 minutes later, they can be talking about they had Burger King for lunch. That, that's what I'm talking It's like somebody has to do that job. Somebody has to pick up your trash. Somebody has to change your tires. You're not going to, you're not going to do it. And it's these same people, especially the ones that can't, can't do any, you like when the shit hit the fan, <laughs> when the shit hit the fan, these are the, these are the, going to be the people that's like, you know, it, it finding out too, it's too late that they have no, they have no use. <laughs> I know, I know I'm, I'm going kind of overboard, but I'm just saying, man, I get tired of, like, people talking trash about people that have, you know, that have a job just for the sake of having a job. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm not, like I said, yeah, I do talk shit about people who, comp- who sit at a job and complain, you know, like, like there's no other other way. No, nah, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever happened to you, you deserve it. But for the people who are are um, actually in positions and, and like it, like, I I went to Walmart twice yesterday. And like, and, and I've told you guys before, I go to Sam's once, once a, like, month, and I go to Walmart once a week. Actually, I went twice yesterday because I forgot something. But I see the same managers and stuff and stuff like that. They don't look miserable. They they don't look miserable. And I've been seeing these same people for years and I've talked to them and stuff. They don't seem, a lot of them, like this is their second career. They retired from like military. So, you know, so they got a check coming in like forever from something else. Like there was this one lady, she just retired again from Walmart, but she was a retired teacher. And and I used to see her on on the walking trail. You know, we out by the house, we got this walking trail, and and I would see her in the evening. She would be just moving, and she retired from teaching and retired from Walmart, and she never looked miserable. You know what I mean? So, she she's happy with her life. So, how you gonna talk shit about somebody like that? Somebody who, who who loves what they're doing. You, I see a lot of people like that. And 
in the in jobs like that. I wish I could be content and just find some, you know, some regular job and stay under the radar and be happy. But that's just not me. So when I when I talk about how to get out of this situation, I'm not talking about the people who like it. I'm talking about the people who 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 want want to get out of it because they don't like it. Just they just doing it in the meantime. That's that's all. That's that's the difference. You know what I mean? But to like talk shit about somebody that got a job, man, go to hell. And another thing, um, you know, now that I start putting my my email address out there, I, I st- I'm starting to get emails. And I'm gonna say something for suckers. Like no matter what you do, like once once you start getting emails and start getting comments from suckers, you know you're doing something right. You know you're doing something right. And now. I told you guys why I named this podcast Straight Talk Uncut. And, uh, and and it was because when I decided to, this is like I said, this is my second podcast. When I decided to do this, I looked back on my previous podcast and I analyzed what was the hesitation, what was preventing me, what was the barrier that I had the hardest time breaking through. And it was the editing process. The, the production process, right? So I said, okay, if I do it again, I'm going to start out on the other end. Now I know, I know for a fact I can, I can, you know, produce the podcast. I know that. Now, let me, let me um, make putting the content out there a marker, just creating, getting the episodes out. That's going to be my marker for, my marker for success. And so that's what I started doing. And now it's easier to start a podcast with a low production value and then get better. Like you, you, you get your flow down. You're putting out content. You got the episodes. You on the, you, you putting something out on a weekly basis. And then, as that get easier and easier to you, you start your production value can start incrementally, incre- increment, incrementally. <laughs> increase in small steps and that was my goal for this one now I, I did a I did an episode a few weeks ago from home showing that I have all the whatever it takes to produce better sound quality now I don't think and, and I pr- I'm producing from my ears like when I'm listening to a podcast there, there's a few things to where I would just shut a podcast off but now if the podcast had like to where the the uh, podcasts were cutting in and out or something like that, breaking up staticky, you know, weird noises. Uh, yeah, I can't listen to that. But background noise, like a lot of a few podcasts I listen to, uh, photo podcasts, they do like uh, photo walks, and I can tell that they're outside, and that don't bother me. You know, if I or if if I know somebody's podcasting from home and they got kids and stuff, and I hear kids in the background or a dog, that shit doesn't bother me because that's my life. That's my life. <laughs> you know, I, I understand. You know what I mean? I, I totally get it. So that would, that would not get me to shut off a podcast. So how am I going to be a hypocrite and then uh, and, and begrudge that when, when I'm in the same boat? So don't send me no emails after you listen to one pod, one of my episodes talking about the road noise and the background noise. I, look, yeah, I, I mean, listen, man. I'm, from from the jump, I'm not 
I'm not creating this podcast is not for everybody. I, I'm telling you right. I've told you that over and over. It's not for everybody. It's for it's for people like like when I first started. When I'm when I you know how when you you starting a, a company or something, they say you got to find your dem- demographic. My demographic is me. <laughs> My demographic is me for the most part. That's who I'm podcasting to. Uh, uh, entrepreneur, a creative that's that has businesses, online businesses that that are in the that are, or even if it's ho- like hobby businesses that make money with the goal of doing it full time, married with kids, and they have to make do with what they have with the situation they're in, and that's it, and not waiting for perfect the perfect time. That's that's it. You know, I mean, there's more into that, but that's pretty much that's pretty much the, the case. So there's a there's a man. There's so many podcasts that has awesome production value. If you need a list of them, I give you a list of them. You know, I I give you a whole list of them. Just email me. I give you a ton of them. They have remarkable. Uh, they have all the mixers and the boards. Matter of fact, when I first started my first podcast, these were some of the podcasts I was listening to. I got a few tips. I took some, some I didn't because it was like, I don't see the need for that. I'm not going to be having uh, guests. So I don't need a mixer board. I don't, you know, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need the, all that extra stuff. I just, for the most part, I just wanted to know what platform is, is the best. And I started with that. I started with Lisbon. And then the second one was, what microphone? What's the cheapest? I mean, microphones can go from the cheapest like I got, the Audio Technica something. can't remember the number. Up to like this, I can't remember the one everybody uses, like this fancy microphone, but it's like two, three hundred bucks. I'm like, no, I, I, I know better than that. I buy enough um, clone merchandise to know that the name brand is not always the best. And that's another thing I may do on my YouTube channel. Like, is it better than the, actually, you know what? What what the the way I would do it is because I I would never unless somebody loaned me one I would never a, a lot of times I won't have whatever the top uh, brand is in the case of uh, Bluetooth uh, head, headphones I just bought another pair and these are by um, what is it Mopal they call the Mopal Frigo Flamingo I have them around my neck now because I wanted the second pair because my first pair. The battery dies at about eight hours or a little bit before. So I wanted a second pair and I bought them. I've been rocking them all weekend. They're awesome for what I what I need them for. Uh, the sound quality is on on point. I use them to work out. They stay on my ears. And that's all I, I that's all I need. And they were like 23 bucks. I'm not gonna buy some damn beats when I know they're not gonna last forever. You are you serious? Are you crazy? Matter of fact. When I was looking at the reviews, I said, okay, well, let me see what kind of reviews the Beats got. The Beats, it was, it was I can't remember which, which brand, but it was the Beat Wireless Earbuds. They got a lower rating than the, than the $20, $23 headsets that I have around my neck now. They, have, they had a, a way lower rating. So I'm like, I know that's true because I've, I've, I've been duped and thought, hey, as long as you go with the brand name, you're good. Yeah, that's not the case anymore, man. That's not the case with almost anything anymore. I, th- I was, it, it's just not. It's just not. That's just that's just fact. Um, so 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 when you email me, don't email me about anything about the production quality. Don't email me about 
unless I ask for like a correct, like if you know, if I said something and I say, you know, I'm not even sure that's the fact. If you know what's the real, you know, let me know, and I, you know, if it comes up again, I'll mention it. But other than that, only email me about like like now. I got the free print for for the um, the ten the hundred episode. Email me that that you want that, <laughs> you know. So. You know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how you can talk for 30 minutes and somebody, one one thing that you you said for 10 seconds, somebody can mention. You know, that's that's what that's what got them trapped. It's funny how our minds work. You know, it's it's funny how our mind can can uh, latch to the negative, latch to like the like trying to correct, trying to. Uh, find fault you know it, it can be a thousand positive things but it can be one one little one thing one thing like if if, the, if somebody had emailed me and said uh hey yeah maybe you need to work on your content you know and here's some tip here's some point of some stuff based on my research and i have a podcast <laughs> and i'm and i'm on episode 1000 based on my my research this this is what people want to hear about yeah, email me stuff like that all day long, man. Please, please. But if you don't have a podcast and you 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 haven't acted on anything, trying to create any content, and you and don't don't email me about my audio quality. I'm not trying to hear it. I know what my I know where my audio quality is. So anyway, that was a little rant. I, I, I kind of. I kind of went on a tangent about that, but that was on the tip. That was on my mind because I got an email this morning. Actually, it was last night. Um, so anyway, what's next? What's what's going on? What else is next? Oh, another thing I wanted to say about the human mind in in the way how creative we are and take it for granted. So, my my wife got a birthday coming up, and uh, and I was trying. You know, I'm always I always get like I, I never know what to get her. You know, I, 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 we, we've been together 20 years. Has it been 20 years? 18 years. So we've been married 16, been together 18, yeah, 18. And because um, I always want to get, get her something that she's going to use because I know if if she want clothes, if she want jewelry, whatever, that she's going to buy that stuff herself. You know what I mean? I, I did all that in the first, in the first, like the early, early years dating and then the first years of marriage. I did all that. I know my, that my, that's not my wife. My wife is like me, functional. She wants something functional. So um, she, so I know she drinks coffee every day because I make it for her every day. And I've been wanting her to get a new coffee maker, but she's like, no, this little Black & Decker is cool. Just, but I was like, you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a make a, a command decision here. And so I started researching coffee makers about two weeks ago. Because uh, I use a French press. That's it. I'm, I just use a French press. Bam. I heat my water up to, you know, between 198 to 205. I'm good. Dumping in my coffee press. Boom. Good to go. Um, but we've had probably five or six coffee makers. And these cheap Black & Deckers are the ones that last. We've had a quick. The most we ever paid, I think, was around 80 to 100 bucks for this. It was like a Cuisinart, and it lasted 
two and a half, three months, and it was like stainless steel, all the bells and whistles. The thing lasts like, like I said, two months. And so, um, all the video reviews said like there's this one called a Techno Varm. It's like three hundred bucks. I was gonna get that, but I was like, my my wife is so practical. She she won't. She wouldn't. First of all, she wouldn't even. She've never heard of that. <laughs> Techno farm, and I've never heard of it until I started researching coffee makers. But one thing I knew she heard before is a Keurig. A Keurig, because we talked about a Keurig a long time ago, but once we found out that you can only use the Keurig K cups or whatever they call, I was like, no, because we. I, I, look, look, I, I switch coffee. Like, I'm not a. I don't stay on one kind of coffee. You know, I switch up coffee, and I was like, I don't know what coffee they have, what, what's in those, those cups, what kind of coffee. You know, I go from beans to ground coffee to beans to ground coffee. I go from cheap shit to expensive coffee. You know, I, I, I try different types of coffee all the time. And I, I didn't want to be, like, subjected to some proprietary uh, coffee system. I'm always opposed to anything proprietary. Like when I once I realized that I'm like I'm turned off by that anyway, so I started looking up. Oh, so so I came across this one Keurig at Sam's, and I noticed that it had this filter. And that's the other thing, Keurig has like a hundred different damn models. And I was like, I don't. I had to educate myself on, on 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 these different all these different numbers. And then you see, you see model numbers at stores that you don't even see on the website. So I'm like. Well, well, it's not on the Keurig website. Like the, um, there's these other like model numbers. So I, you know, I came to the understanding that they have almost like anything else. Like they, they, they have these models that are just exclusive to these different stores. So that's what I found out. But it's pretty much based on one of their base models, one of their one of Keurig's top models, or whatever model. You know, so. But what I found was there's always just like anything else, there's always around this proprietary stuff. And that's what companies need to understand. You know, when companies, you know, come out with a product and then that, that has consumables, whether it's an inkjet printer, whether it's a uh, like in the case of soda stream, it's it's the tanks, whether it's you know, in the case of Keurig, it's the K cups, and they wanted to make them exclusive. Not only that, they out they they uh made their previous style of cups obsolete so it's like built-in obsolescence this is i know all about that i, I know i know all about that but <laughs> man human is gonna is gonna always find a way around it so i found all these hacks to get around this proprietary system that carry built into their their coffee systems and that <laughs> that's what made ultimately made me buy the Keurig coffee maker isn't that something like knowing that there's a hack to get around their proprietary system made me buy that that's what sold me not not because I pretty much know what the system is about so it's not not like my decision wasn't based really on price my my decision was really based on can we still use our own coffee and so yeah they did that with the um, with the little now they guess they have a, like a little filter system that you can use your own coffee grounds and then after that it's like am i subjected to their expensive ass coffee cups 
And it's like now, no, there's a there's a way around it. So I was sold. I was like, all right, sold. The same thing with my Pixum Pro 10. Uh, my ink is halfway, and I already know what I'm gonna do about that. I'm not gonna buy the, the OEM cartridges. I'm gonna use a refill system by either inkjet carts or Precision Color. That I um, that I is, is a guy on YouTube that I, I follow. That's that's how I learned about that system. And it's like when these companies do that, they gotta know you're gonna find a way around their proprietary system. And I can't see that helping. You know, if they were banking on um, making their money from consumables. I, I can't see that helping. You know, how about just making affordable consumables? That, that, that's, and then work, and then, you know, uh, sell on volume. I know I'm making it sound easy peasy, but I mean, it's gotta be a better way because even if the price was, was higher, but just not ridiculously higher, then the third-party stuff, I would still buy it because you know you're buying the brand name and you know it's going to work with their system hands down. It, you know what I mean? You, you know it's not going to be, you know, you don't have to fumble or mess around with anything. So won't they just make make it affordable or, or have coupons or, I mean, I know sometimes they have coupons or have something to where they say, hey, for your loyalty, you get a discount every time you, you buy from us. Something like that, man. You know, it, but it's like to try to make money off consumables when there's every, all these other companies um, making, making the same thing but cheaper, man, come on. And you know it's the same thing. How many places is there to get coffee from? <laughs> you know? Like, come on. You're not going to Mars to get coffee? So so why are your K-Cups so much more? Because you put the little band around so your, your system can read it? Come on, man. Get real. But anyway, I ended up buying that. And then, but it, it was a good deal. came from Sam's. Um, and it was, the price was even better than what's there at Walmart. So I was like, all right. That's, that's that's the deal, and then I end up buying some some knockoff, some great value, um, a variety pack of coffee cups. So, uh, but my whole point about that was like, the same people that come up with these different ways to get around proprietary stuff, that's the kind of thinking that create great companies. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, it seems simple after they come out with it, but did you come? That's the other thing. You can you can have somebody put a video on about something like this, how to how to get around this proprietary. You know, what is right or wrong? How to how to how to get around and use whatever K cup that you want to use, right? And then you have somebody post in the comments. Well, yeah, that seems easy. I could have done that. Did you? Why why leave that comment? Just. Okay, if you thought of it first, like somebody would be like, oh, yeah, I thought of that two years ago. Okay, well, where's your video about it? Where's your video about it then? You know you know what I mean? This person took action. They, they found the resolution for a thing. They took action, and they made a video about it. If you got a better way, like there were some people with better ways of doing it without, without having to, to do any kind of physical thing to your Keurig 
and they posted their video. They came out and they said, this person said, do it this way, this way, this way. Like, but I don't want to mess with my system, so this is what I'm, I'm going to do. That's what that person did. That's, that's what you do. You know what I mean? That's what you do if you got a better way. Show, show the better way or, or else shut up. But see, that's that sucker mentality that, that uh, make people want to leave a, re- a leave a comment like that. Like, oh, yeah, I got a better way. Or I, I got to, and then don't do anything to show. Shit. I think it was uh, Bernie Mac. He said that, I think he was talking to his kid. He was like, don't be a sucker or something like that. Lollipop get licked. That's that's what suckers do, man. Suckers act like that. They they just out for, for negative attention and they out to stir the pot. Don't be that, man. Don't, don't be that sucker. Do your thing. And then if you think it's, it can help somebody, that make it known. Make it known. Otherwise, in, enjoy yourself, but don't go out and, and talk about somebody else who's trying to help other people. I know this was kind of a, a ranty, <laughs> this was kind of a ranty episode, but a lot of stuff, I, I wish I could be, because I, I see, I see, I know this stuff bother other people, and then they just ignore it, and they just, I wish I could be like that, I wish I could just, and I didn't, atti- I didn't intend to even talk about that stuff, but sometimes when it's on your mind, if you don't get it out, you're just going to think about it, but then once you get it out, you're like, all right, I'm done with it, so... So that's what I was. That's what I was doing, and and um and that's part of this thing, man. Like I said, this is part uh, therapy for me and part therapy for you guys, <laughs> but mostly therapy for me. This is my therapy, man. Don't don't begrudge my therapy. Let me have my therapy. I don't take uh I don't take any kind of whatever the whatever the what, what's the Adderall or Zoloft or Z- I don't take any of that stuff. I work out. I make my homebrew, I have my podcast, I do my art, I have all this other stuff that I use for that, and that's my therapy. And that's what the YouTube channel is going to be about. It's going to be just showing all the, it's just going to be an extension of the podcast, man. So stay on the lookout for it. Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com if you want one of those prints. Uh, There's a few more left. If you want one, let me know. If, If there's some content that you think you want to hear that uh, you just want to pass along? Tell us at straight talk. Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. That's what it, that's what I leave it at, man. But otherwise, sucker, stay away. This is a sucker-free zone, sucker-free podcast. That's it. Like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.